everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is January 1st. It is 2021. We have a 10-game NBA slate. 2020 is behind us. Um, excited for 2021 and excited that we have some basketball. We're recording night before, like we always do. So I'm going to give a shout-out to my co-host today, uh, Chief Justice 06. Will, I really appreciate it, man. It's it's New Year's Eve, and you hopped on here with me, so I didn't have to do a 10-game by myself. Um, I really appreciate it, my man. I'm I'm excited. We, we are rolling in the new year with a massive 10-game NBA slate. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I, we were talking a little bit before the show, and <laughs> You know, I, I listen, I'm going to see if I'm going to have to make some adjustments tomorrow. Maybe my last big multi-enter. We'll see. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I want to go through the house of having to rebuild lineups after lock every five to ten minutes, you know, in case something weird happens. So I, I might just roll that money into, you know, higher stake stuff, man. But it, it, the new year is here um, and I knew this was coming, but. I, I thought I would be able to make some adjustments and that, that may be the adjustment I need to make, but nevertheless, man, it's still NBA. I love NBA. One of my, one of my best sports and uh, glad I could come on with you and ride this thing into the new year. Yes, sir. Um, happy new year's everyone. Hopefully everyone's safe, having fun, um, spending time with family and um, you know, being, being aware of COVID. So um let's get started here will we got 10 games to get through we get started with boston at detroit um 213 total here boston's fair by nine and a half kimba is out for boston still and then on the detroit side blake griffin's out and then hayes the rookie point guard he's questionable um you know we'll obviously talk about that but he's dealing with like an ankle injury i expect them to be very careful with him um what do you like here for boston well, I mean, man, listen, I've been I've been playing a whole lot of Jalen Brown and they've priced Jalen Brown up. And I think that's a big decision I'm going to have to make. Uh, I, I knew another big Jeff T game was going to come at some point, um, you know, didn't expect it to be that that last game. But at any rate, uh, Teague is probably in play uh, again, I mean, and, and along with Pritchard. I mean, we talked about Pritchard, uh, you know, Pritchard got there, you know, barely, but but he did. Um, and I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I want to see what they do with Tristan Thompson because now Tristan Thompson is 4,200. And if he's going to get 27 <laughs> to 28 minutes, like he, he might be a lock and load. So at, at 4,200, I think he's someone we consider as well. Uh, Tatum at 8,600. I feel like this team is appropriately priced, but I also feel like you understand that the production is going to mainly come from two to three guys and, and Brown and Tatum are definitely – uh, on that list. So I think the rest of the slate will dictate how much I use of them. But as of right now, I am interested in both of those pieces. Listen, I love Tristan Thompson in this spot. Um, I, I'm glad that they kind of sat him. I'm glad we got the news early um, that he was going to sit. We were able to adjust. Um, we all probably played one on one or both of, you know, Tice or Williams last time out um, against. So I think like, you know, I think Tristan Thompson at 4,200 is very much in play here. Um, I was really disappointed that Pritchard didn't get like any of the blowout fourth quarter minutes. Um, like this is a rookie. Why, why weren't they out there? Like letting him run a little bit, like they brought in like water and guys like that. And it was just like, 
why like give this guy like four or five more minutes at least um they took him out at like the eight minute mark in the fourth quarter so that was a little disappointing again he he had 18 points at 3400 he didn't burn us um you know i played him and had a good night so i think that the price is kind of right but you know if you end up in that range and you want to take a shot but i think tristan thompson would be like the guy don't want to like leave out Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. They're just, they're so expensive on a 10 game slate that this game has a 213 total. We have a Brooklyn game with a 247 total. We have the Spurs game with a 231 total. Golden State game with a 228 total. If I'm in that 8, 9, 10K range, it's going to be in those games probably and not the Boston guys. I think the Boston guys are fine, but do they get a full fourth quarter here against a, a wounded Detroit team? Probably not. Let's be honest. Um, so, what do you like here on the Detroit side? Um, you know, obviously with Blake out, that's huge. Um, if we do get news that Hayes sits, maybe they start Derrick Rose and he sees 30 minutes. Well, what do you like here for the Pistons? That's the thing, man. I think, you know, for me, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to worry about blowouts. You know, if the price is right, I'm just going to play these guys. DeLon Wright at 4,200 stands out to me as a guy that we can play in this spot. If the game's close, I mean, I feel like he's going to get 28 to 30 minutes, especially if, you know, some of these other guys sit. Derrick Rose, I think, would be another fantastic play at, at 5,900. You know, he's a guy I would consider. Uh, the, the main piece here, Jeremy Grant, uh, he, he's been outstanding. Uh, you know, you look at these performances he's been putting up outside of maybe that game against – Uh, Minnesota, Cleveland, 52 fantasy points, Atlanta, 39, Golden State, 46, no Blake. If there's no Blake, which we already know there's no Blake, at 6,800, I'm willing to roll the dice and see if I can get another 40-plus fantasy point performance from him. And if he does, I mean, I think he's going to be optimal. Uh, Josh Jackson is another guy that that could play 30 minutes in this spot uh, if all goes well. And then last but not least, Mason Plumlee. No, no Blake Griffin. He gets 30 minutes. I mean, he's another guy that could get in that 35 to 40 point range. So I think this team has some value on the slate. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how the news breaks out, you know, all the way through. But even with just Blake out, I, I really like Plumlee and uh, and Grant, even at those, even at that $6,800 price tag, he's shown that he can pay it off. Yeah, I like the right call. He's super cheap, um, so I think he's somewhat interesting. But Plumlee's going to, if he could stay out of foul trouble, he's going to play all the minutes he can kind of handle here. Um, Played terrible against Golden State the other night. Um, You know, Josh Jackson is another guy that has been playing fantastic, and he can go for 30-plus. He's gone for 30-plus in three or four games this season. He's 5,200. So... Certainly a guy that could potentially get you six or seven X here with some of these guys out. Uh, Josh Jackson, um, out of nowhere, starting red hot uh, and and taking plenty of shots to give you upside and ceiling at 5,200. We move on. Memphis has Charlotte, 219 total. Charlotte favored by two and a half in this game. I could see this game kind of spreading closer to like four or five for Charlotte. Um, Grayson Allen's doubtful. Triple J's out. Melton's out. Jaw is out. Winslow's out. And then on the Charlotte side, uh, Zeller's out. So we look at a Memphis team with 
a lot of missing pieces, a um, lot of missing pieces. And, you know, the game against Boston the other night, the average lead was 20 points. Um, Memphis still scored 107 points. Brandon Clark had double-digit actual points. Gorgie Dang had double-digit actual points. Desmond Bain had actual double-digit points. Fallon Chunis had a double-double. Dylan Brooks went 16-5. and five. Like, people contributed, but the blowout did not help really anybody we were looking at in that game. Like, we, we talked a lot about, like, Kyle Anderson um, on the podcast that day. He played three-fourth quarter minutes. Like, what, what would have happened had that game been even remotely close. Like now we're looking at this dude played 28 minutes and had three minutes in the fourth quarter. So I think we go back to those same pieces, Will, that we were talking about the other day. Maybe if you're going to be careful on anybody, it's guys like maybe like Tyus Jones. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And guys, bear with us. Uh, you know, people are popping fireworks, so I'm going to be on mute pretty much every every, uh, every every blank segment here. But I'm with you, man. I- I'm going right back to the well on Brooks and Anderson for sure. Uh, no way I don't get these guys in my lineup. I know Charlotte handed it to Dallas the other night, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. Uh, I can't buy into the blowout. I- I'm buying into the opportunity. And right now, Dylan Brooks and uh, – and Kyle Anderson are going to have all the opportunity that they can handle. Uh, you know, same thing for Tyus Jones, 5,100. I don't, I don't hate the price on DK, uh, but I, this is still going to be a favorite game of mine yet again. I like these guys. I think both have 40 point upside in terms of uh, Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks. I'm definitely going to be playing them. Now, Valentinus at 8,300 on, on DK, you know, he's probably at the price now where I'll pass. I don't, I don't think he's a guy I'll be investing in on this slate. Uh, you know, on, on DK, but you know, the other two guys, I, I definitely will. And then Brandon Clark at 5,100. I think that's, that's still in striking distance for him. I think he can still get over 30. Uh, Gorgie Jang, I think, you know, b- blowout probably gave him some minutes along with Bain, uh, along with Concher. So uh, I'm probably not, not really interested in those guys, although they, they do have limited bodies, but, but the main guys, I, I think Brooks Anderson are the main two. And I think on DK, I, that will be followed up by Tyus Jones just because the price is still really, really good for a guy that's probably going to play 35 minutes in a competitive matchup. Yeah, here's the thing, too, that you got to, like, look at. Like, pull up, you know, court IQ and game flow on Roto-Grinders. Like, Gorgie Dang and these guys, um, you know, Concher, they scored so many fantasy points in the blowout fourth quarter. So like, all right, we got to like temper our expectations um, when it comes to Memphis here a little bit, but I, I don't know, man, I, I am more willing to take a shot on Desmond Bain, knowing that Grayson Allen's probably not going to play Melton's out. Jaw is out. Like this guy, he was playing around like 22 to 24 minutes. Um, he got a lot of, you know, garbage time run the other night too, but don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to like mislead anybody. He did get garbage time too. But like, I think he's a guy that could could have legit minutes um, in this spot. And I, I think like at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're looking for. Like who is going to play legit minutes here when it comes to this team and this offense. So I think he's certainly someone you could take a shot on, but listen, I think Kyle Anderson's my favorite. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Him and Dylan Brooks. Like I I think 
I think Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson in a close game could go for 40 plus here fantasy points each. So yes, yes. Um, on the Charlotte side, man, LaMelo ball, big game the other night um, against Dallas, like blowout, but he finally got some run. Uh, not going to chase it at 5,300. What are you kind of looking at here on the Charlotte side of things? The same guys I was looking at before, man. I'm, I'm not going to get confused about this. In fact, you know, P.J. Washington still didn't go up enough. And, you know, look, I mean, it was kind of part of the blowout. Played 18 minutes, still got 17 and a half fantasy points. You know, I was expecting him to play 32 to 34 minutes. And I feel like he would have been right there on target. Shot four for six, two rebounds, three assists. Uh, had five personal fouls. Don't know how that happened, but – uh at any rate, P.J. Washington is still going to be my favorite play uh, from the Charlotte team as long as his price is going to stay depressed um, or suppressed, rather. Uh, Miles Bridges played 30 minutes. I got to think that was part of the blowout. I mean, he, he's been getting close, so may, maybe they're deciding to give him some run. Uh, and then, you know, Gordon Hayward, 7,100. Want to go back to the well there for sure. Uh, this is a competitive game. This guy's got 40 to 50 point upside. So as you can see, that this is probably going to be one of my favorite games on the slate because of the combination of upside and pricing on these guys. Uh, I definitely want to uh, want to take some shots. Devonte Graham at 66. I just, I think he's playable, but I don't think he has the upside that he had last year when he's got so many other pieces around him, but Hayward and, uh, and, and PJ Washington are definitely going to be uh, my favorite two targets uh, from the, from the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and like honestly, I don't. It, it pains me to even say this, but I don't even hate like um, a Biz Mac Biombo. Um, but what, Biz is going to get thirty minutes. I get it. I know. It, like it, it's hard. It's hard not to to kind of like him in this spot at forty nine hundred um, with Zeller out. This guy's just gonna he's gonna play thirty minutes. Like he. He needs to get like the 10 rebounds. He needs to have like a good rebounding day, but Memphis is certainly one of those teams you could do that. So just wanted to throw him his name out there. I agree pretty much with everything you said, like Gordon Hayward a lot in this spot. Um, yeah, I'll go back to the wall on PJ Washington. I, I think like he burns some people the other night too, and that's fine. Um, this dude gets 30 minutes and he'll 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 get there. Um, Miami at Dallas. No total in this one. Um, don't know why. I was kind of shocked by no total yeah, in this weird, one. They've already said Butler's playing, so I don't. Yeah, I don't Butler's supposed to be back. We know Porzingis is out. Keebler is really the only one. He's questionable. Um, what do you like here for Miami? Well, I mean, with, with Jimmy Butler back, that's going to give this team some stability. Tyler Hero's up to sixty-five hundred. Uh, definitely going to take the fade now. Uh, we, we jump it off him. the jump it off the train. <laughs> yeah, we, we've played Choo-choo. him while he was cheap. <laughs> Y'all Jimmy have Butler's, fun with that. Yeah, man, he, he's seventy eight hundred. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take a wait and see approach. Honestly, I don't really like Miami here. Uh, everybody's kind of priced appropriately. Don't really see anyone that I'm. I'm I would probably hugely play maybe outside of Duncan Robinson. And I know that seems weird, but he's the most affordable piece of this offense. I just don't see anyone else, Stevie, that I'm I'm jumping to play. Uh, Maybe Dragic at 6K coming off the bench with all of that usage. It would probably be Dragic and and, and Duncan Robinson, but that's about it. I don't want to play Bam. I know he had a big game. I I feel like I can get his production from, from other guys. That's about it, man. Uh, 
Drogic, Duncan Robinson. D- don't want to play anybody else. Yeah, I honestly, I think this is the spot to go back to Gordon Drogic. Um, you know, he, he's kind of he's kind of burned us a little bit and burned people a little bit over the last uh, you know few days or whatnot. And I feel like this is the spot we go back to the well on him. Um, I think this is a great spot for him, and he getting that second team usage um, could potentially be really big for him in this spot. So really like him and I'm kind of out on everybody else. I think Bam could have a big game, but at 8,200, like he's going to need that like 50 point game. Like we saw against the bucks last time out and like he could get there. He was two rebounds away from a triple double on top of his double double with assistant points. But I think he takes a little bit of a usage bump down with Butler back and 8,200 is a little much. Um, I love the $7,500 price range for him, but I think $700 makes a huge difference for him um, on most nights. Uh, Dallas, you know, Luca is always the guy that we kind of focus on here. He's yet to have that like monster blow up game. He's yet to have that triple double. We know it's coming. Like we know it's coming. Like you're, you know, you're a card guy. You're not getting worried if you're sitting on Luca rookie cards right now. Um, not yet. Um, but what are we looking at here on the Dallas side of things? Well, I'll give you a little tidbit. Do we think Steven Silas leaving for Houston has impacted uh, his ability to kind of take some of those shots and kind of get going? I don't think so. I definitely think Steven Silas had a, had a you know big part in his development, but I think Luca's already there. But that is something I thought about, like as we've kind of looked at the performance and I looked, it's like, well, he played Phoenix, played the Lakers, played the Clippers, played Charlotte. It's a team game. He still needs some other guys. Uh, I, I think this is uh, – on a side note from fantasy, I think this is really helping Chris Stapps Porzingis' stock with his team because you got to think when Chris Stapps Porzingis comes back, it's just going to open it up for Luca uh, even more. Aside from that, I, I still think Luca's in play here uh, at 10-3. You know, you look at this team, I, I think if I was going to play anybody else, it would probably be Josh Richardson. Uh, has had pretty stable minutes, played 27 minutes, even in a blowout, 4,900. I think that's a fantastic price. Uh, for a guy that that's pretty much going to be playing, you know, 30 to 32 minutes. Uh, you know, if you guys are in the Nader Street, a little bit of revenge there. Obviously, uh, you know, the, the TV kind of got his career started with. I was really hoping Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell's minutes would just get to around 30. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But at 4K, I'm I'm almost willing to take a stab now at, at that price, uh, and just kind of you know hope that he has one of those upside games. So those are the guys I'm kind of looking at: Dwight Powell, uh, Josh Richardson, and Luca. Those would those would be the guys that I'm interested in the most. Yeah, I think the the most interesting thing when it comes to um, Powell is if if Cleaver is out in this game, maybe this is the spot. You know, he finally gets those like extra minutes, and we get the increase we've kind of been waiting for when it comes to Dwight Powell. But I think that this is obviously a tough matchup in general, man, there's so much fireworks going off. And now I hear the fire engines um, going off. Like it's crazy. (laughs) Same Um, thing here, brother. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I don't look at playing a lot from this game in general, Dallas or Miami side. So um, I don't want to spend too much more time on it. So we move on. We move on to a juicy one. We got Atlanta at Brooklyn, 247 total here. Brooklyn favored by six. These two teams just played. 
Dunn, Gallo, Rondo, and Snell are out. Hunter is questionable. Um, and then Dinwiddie remains out for Brooklyn. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that a couple more times, but pretty much with a guy out for the season, I'm not gonna mention it every day. So um this game was fantastic the other day. Absolutely fantastic. Um absolutely fantastic. What 141 to 145, uh, 186 points. Um it kind of disappointed DFS wise, though. Um there were so many pieces that did so well. Like if you played Collins and you played Durant and you played Trey Young, you probably did okay. Um, what are we looking at here on the Atlanta side of things? Well, I, I think the big piece of news to me for Atlanta, and I, and I mean it, it doesn't seem like it's that big, but with Gallinari already out, I think if uh, DeAndre Hunter happens to sit, it All might be Cam Reddish. Oh man, I mean Cam Reddish is going to be a fantastic play at forty seven hundred, uh, and, and then you know because we like we talked about Rondo's already out, so he's he's really going to have an opportunity here, uh, and I think this also makes it a little bit more stable uh, for John Collins. I know he's playing the four, but I think it, I think it helps you know uh, stabilize his minutes, and then also. Our good friend, Mr. Bogdanovich at 5,400. I think I'd pull the trigger on him as well in this spot. Uh, I feel like he'd be guaranteed 30 minutes. So that I think if, if DeAndre Hunter is out, I've got immense uh, interest in Bogdanovich and Cam Reddish. I, I think those guys would probably be staples of, of my build uh, uh, for this slate. Yeah, we're going to get to that like favorite 6x question and Bogdanovich has to be like a guy you consider like he took 11 threes in this game the other night um and he was getting like open looks open looks um so listen he didn't really see a minutes increase if Hunter's out he probably does see a minutes increase here I think the other guy that you could potentially look out here if Hunter is out to maybe gain some leverage on Reddish and these guys is Kevin Herter. Um, He's just patiently waiting to have one of those like lights out shooting nights Um, played really well against Memphis earlier this season. He's another guy that could go off on any given night when he's shooting the ball. Well, so outside of Trey young outside of John Collins, these are the guys that we're kind of looking at here. Um, really won't be playing Capella until we get news on a minutes increase. But as soon as we get that news, he is in play because he's so cheap. So just kind of have to kind of be patient about waiting for that news and not playing him until we get that news. Uh, let's go to the Brooklyn side of things here. You know, obviously we talked about Durant a lot the other day. He had a fantastic game. He could have oh, actually, man, did he, he could have, he could have went off for even more in that game. Um, you know, Levert back down to like 24 minutes in that bench role. We were kind of, you know, talking about how he was too expensive. And then TLC ended up getting the start. Didn't do hardly anything with it. He played 26 minutes. Um, so what are we looking at here on the Brooklyn side of things, um, knowing that this game probably has a good chance to shoot out again? Well, Stevie, let, let's talk about Kevin Durant. I, I think that's something important to talk about. Because I think one of the things, you know, we were kind of discussing on the show was we saw Kevin Durant's output and then we looked at the shot attempts. We looked at the rebounds. And this is what we talked about. If the shot attempts go up and we figured his rebounding would pick up, 
he's pretty much an automatic 50 every night at that point. And so if you look at what happened in Atlanta, he took pretty much six to seven more shot attempts. We know he shot 50% from the field and he had 11 rebounds and eight assists. And lo and behold, he put up 60, 63 to be exact. And so that that's kind of what we're seeing here. So at, at 9,100, if, if this type of performance continues, like if he takes 20 shots, he's pretty much probably getting 50. Kevin Durant's probably another lock button on this slate at, at 9,100. I mean, the upside is there. Uh, the, the floor is there. The efficiency is there. Uh, really, I consider him one of my favorite fantasy players just because you know what you're going to get. So I think from the Brooklyn side, Kevin Durant uh, is absolutely my, my favorite play. Uh, you know, maybe people will be down on Kyrie in this particular spot. I'd be willing to forego Trey and just play Kyrie and KD together on this one. Uh, just because I think, you know, Trey had a, had a much better outing fantasy wise, you know, and Kyrie was kind of down, especially since we like some of these cheaper pieces from Atlanta. If I'm getting into game stack mode, then I'd definitely probably be looking at Bogdanovich reddish and then running it back with KD and Kyrie. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, with this game, uh, you know, uh, De- DeAndre Jordan uh, only played 15 minutes in this spot, played 30 minutes. D- these center minutes are all over the place. KD and Kyrie, we know are going to get minutes. Those are the guys I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, Joe Harris shot 75% the other night from three. Like he went six for eight. But, He's not. And that's what, he, that's what we think. I mean, he should be wide open most of the game with those two guys. He like, but he's not going to shoot, you know, 70%. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no, so no, no, not at all at 5,300. I could see him being popular and I, I think I'm going to pass. Um, and, and like, as the big guys go, we have so many big guys on, it's such a big slate. Like if you're going to play any of them, it's probably Allen. Um, I think Allen has more ceiling than Jordan, um, on a nightly basis, like every night, like anytime you ask me the question, I'm always going to say it's probably Allen over Deandre Jordan. So, I really like what you were saying. Like, let's go expensive with Brooklyn with Kyrie and Durant and kind of save some money on Atlanta. And then you're you're really like getting plenty of pieces um, on a game that is projected to be one of the better games um, to kind of target on this slate. So I, I like that. That's kind of where I'm going to probably be looking at as well. So. We move on. We got the Lakers and the Spurs. I feel like this is the same slate we just talked about the other day. Um, like same slate. Um, and I, anyway. I think we're going to get some of that this year because of how they they've done the schedule with trying to keep everybody contained. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Um, Two thirty-one total. Lakers favored by seven. Caruso's out. LeBron's questionable. Lamarcus Aldridge is questionable. Let's start with the Lakers. Um, what do you like here for LA? Well. <sighs> It's really tough, man. I, I, I want to play some Lakers. I think if there's one Laker we, we've got to play, like, th- isn't this the time to go ahead and get Anthony Davis going at 9,500, CV? I mean, 9,500 for Anthony Davis. And I feel like it's the same thing with Kevin Durant. Look at these shot attempts. You got to take Anthony Davis. It's going to get into that 20 to 22 shot attempt range at some point. And if he gets there, then, then now he's getting close to 50. And, you know, he's 9,500. I got to think that a double-double is coming at some point. Uh, you know, blocks and steals, you know, those are kind of – can't really predict them, but I got to think blocks and steals are going to be there as well. So I, I'm really interested 
and Anthony Davis at 9,500. I think this is a fantastic price. I don't like him more than Kevin Durant, but I do think his ownership is going to come in a lot lower than Kevin Durant. And at 9,500, I'm, I'm more than willing to take a shot on Anthony Davis in this spot. He's absolutely uh, my favorite Laker. Outside of him, though, like, I don't really like anything else. Anything else. Like, listen, you can take shots on LeBron. or If LeBron sits, I love Kuzma. Um, I think Kuzma oh, yeah, would yeah, see for a sure, for sure. huge increase. But, like, the Lakers are deep. They're so deep. Like, even the bench, like, Harrell and these guys, like, the bench is so deep. Um, like, honestly, I don't love really anything outside of taking some shots on Anthony Davis. And on the Spurs side of things, like, I don't think DeRozan got priced up enough. Um, they priced he him up four, 400 bucks. Um, you know, we talked about him a lot the other day. <laughs> like... He he went for 40 fantasy points. Um, I'm going right back to the well on DeMar DeRozan. And again, like anybody that's listened to the podcast for a while, everybody knows, like I do not like playing DeMar DeRozan, uh, but I think he's too cheap. I think DeJounte Murray is too cheap. I think you can play both of these guys together, run it back with AD, get some cheap pieces in other games. Um, I will note, like Derek White will be making his season debut. He's, he'll be available for this game. So um, he had toe surgery in the off season. I don't expect him to play too much here with um, Popovich as a coach. Yeah, Steve, I, I think you hit the money, you know, hit the nail right on the head. Excuse me. DeMar DeRozan, 7,300 bucks. I mean, and just listen to this game log, just the game log, 41, 27, 49, 56. And that's on 12 shot attempts, mainly. He had one game where he was at 17, one game at 14. At some point, we know DeMar DeRozan is going to have a 20-shot attempt game. And at that point, he's probably going to put up 60. So I I like DeMar DeRozan here. Uh, I I mean, it's still too cheap, like you said. Uh, DeJounte Murray, you know, the the Swiss Army knife extraordinaire, is going to get it done in in a multifaceted way. Took 19 shots in that Laker game, by the way. Uh, which really helped to, to to boost his output. 29 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. Uh, at his price the other night, he could have had nine less points and still would have been optimal at 40. So I, I really like him here. I think, you know, this is another one of those games where you take him, you take DeRozan, you know, maybe you throw AD on the back of that and, and kind of roll with it. Uh, I, I do think Lonnie Walker is still affordable uh-huh. enough. Like he's, he's 4,500. Like I still think at that price, he's playable. Um, you know, he, he took 12 shots, shot 33%, you know, two, two more shots. And now he's getting, you know, over 25, getting close to 30. So I think at that price, you know, he, he's still a little bit too cheap. I know Derek White's coming back. Maybe that impacts him a little bit, but I still think, you know, at that price, if he's going to play 30 minutes, he's good to go. I think like, I don't know. It's so hard to guess with Popovich, but like Patty Mills could see a decrease in minutes. Um, like they've been using, I know, like um, they've been using Patty Mills at like the point. So, like, is White gonna play the backup point? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to play Lonnie Walker. Um, I, I think he, he has ceiling at that price. Um, there's gonna be games like where Rudy Gay has good games. Um, if Marcus Aldridge is on, um, Podal is someone I think you'd go back to. Well, he had quick fouls the other night. 
couple rebounds, couple points away from like having a really strong game. And listen, I get it, people. You like your big fireworks. It's driving me absolutely insane right now. Um, I could just imagine. I feel terrible for my wife because I know she's trying to get our baby to sleep and there's no way he's going to bed with the fireworks right now. And I'm getting hammered right now myself. They can't hear because I'm muted, but uh, Uh, it's yeah, they're they're blowing up. Let me squeeze something about Rudy Gay though, Stevie, because at 4,700 and I did like Rudy Gay the other night. Once, once we realized, you know, LMA was going to sit. If LMA sits again, Rudy Gay at 4,700, that's a fantastic price. Like, he can get 35 to 40 at that price easily in, in, in the on the right night. So I, I will say again, if LMA sits, Rudy Gay at 4,700, I would strongly consider playing him at that price. All right. Chicago at Milwaukee. It's a back-to-back for Chicago, but um, rough day on Thursday. Rough, um, rough final 2020 day for the Chicago Bulls. Um, Markkinen's out, um, Sandorinsky's out, Hutchinson's out, and Archie's out. Um, on the Milwaukee side, Craig is out. Uh, he's kind of been out for them. So, um, listen, I hope the fireworks is not coming through the mic as loud as it's coming through my ears. Um, but it was it was good to see, like, Otto Porter had a monster game. Kobe White you. had a good game. I told Thaddeus you. Young had a good game. Daniel Gafford had a good game. Um, like they played Washington. It was a fast paced game. This is a much tougher matchup against Milwaukee, but it's hard not to, to like, like auto Porter again, like going right back to the well and like auto Porter with marketing out. Well, here's the thing too, Stevie, and I, I need to check the pace. If I'm not mistaken, Milwaukee's played at a pretty high pace. We just got to hope Chicago can keep the game close. Uh, if they do, it's it's going to be fireworks again. So uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, when you when you kind of look at the pricing, uh, you know, Daniel Gafford. You know, where 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 is he priced at? Should should be pretty cheap. I'm trying 3K, to. Three K, I think. Three K, Stevie. Three yeah. K. Only played 22 minutes, so I don't want to read into it too much. But I'm with you. I definitely think Auto Porter's is a run back. Played 31 minutes. Uh, you know, shot lights out 10 for 14, not expecting that on, on our back to back, but I am expecting the rebound numbers and the other things to continue because that's who he is. So uh, I like that price. I think Zach Levine at 7,600 is still okay. Uh, you know, he, he, the shot attempts are there, put up 41 fantasy points. You know, I think he can get 40 to 50 in his spot. The game's got to stay close. I think the odd man out for me, uh, initially I was thinking it may have been Kobe White. But Kobe White played 40 minutes. They don't have any more point guards. Uh, Sadoransky's out. Archie Diakono is out. So he's a guy I think I'm going to strongly consider at 6,400. If he's going to play 38, 40 minutes, I mean, good God. I, I, he's going to be a great mid-range play. We just have to hope they can keep this game close. I'm not buying into the blowout, but I do know on a back-to-back playing a pretty good team, uh, I do know what could be in the cards. But Kobe White, if he's going to play big minutes, I think you have to consider him. Yeah, I, like Chicago plays at the second fastest pace in the NBA to start the season. Milwaukee's 10th. This game is going to be one of the fastest paced games right there with like Atlanta, Brooklyn, um, LA, San Antonio. Like we have some some faster paced games on this slate. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, if this game, okay, I don't, I'm not in, I'm not one to project blowouts, but like, even if this game does blow out, like, does Gafford really come out in the fourth? Like, 
or does he get extra runs? So like at 3K, I think he's going to be really popular, um, and he probably should be. Thaddeus Young's probably going to be popular. Um, yeah, like Kobe White is going to have to play big minutes again. Um, I can't wait to be able to kind of look at the court IQ on this one tomorrow and look at like how the rotations worked um, for this game. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't watch this game. Uh, it was an earlier game, and I was doing stuff with um, my wife. But, um, you know, just kind of looking at this game in general, Will, I think that there's a lot of cheap pieces that could break the slate in this spot. Um, you know, just, just kind of looking at it, man. There's there's so many pieces here. that and three, like th- th- Some 3K pieces. Yeah, what what happens if like okay, so Wendell Carter Jr. got in foul trouble. So maybe that's why Gafford got some extra run. Um, so I wanna I wanna look into that a little bit. Um but you know, how much is Thad gonna play on a back to back is something we gotta kind of you know think about. Um man, I love Otto Porter. I love Zach Levine. Uh, I think these guys, Kobe White. If this game stays close, these guys are going to have to have big games. Um, what do you like here for the Bucks? Well, I, I think you know we just go right back to the well on Drew Holiday. He's sixty six hundred. I don't I don't know what's going on with the pricing, uh, but for some reason they're not going to price him up just yet, uh, and that's fine. So so I think Drew Holiday's in play. Uh, as you can see, man, really hanging out in the mid range here. Uh, you know we've been talking about Dante Divincenzo. Uh, played 30 minutes the other night, put up 30 fantasy points. I mean, I think that's kind of going to be, you know, the name of the game mm-hmm. w- with where he is. Chris Middleton is still playing really well now. He shot three for 15. Listen to this, Stevie. Chris Middleton shot three for 15 against Miami. If I told you that, you'd probably think he put up fantasy points in the 20s. Guess what? Still put up 31 fantasy points. If he shoots seven for 15, he's right back in that 40 the 45 range that he's kind of been most of the season. So at 7,700 against the Bulls, this is a guy that I'm also interested in, you know, Greek at 11 K, you know, I knew the big game was coming at some point. I think I talked about it on grinders live. Uh, I mean, put up 68.75 fantasy points. If Chicago can keep this game closed, Greek may be in play as well. Uh, We can't stack this whole game, but uh, he's definitely in play. And then one of the other things we talked about was, if the game is competitive, I didn't think Bobby Portis was going to keep getting 25 minutes. Lo and behold, the game is pretty competitive. He played 18 minutes, uh, which basically puts Brooke Lopez back in play. If the game's competitive, he's the one that's going to be out there the most. So he's someone I'm going to consider as well. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate the Milwaukee side of this game. Um, I don't have Fandle up. Is Drew still like free? Um, he was really free over there. The guy that I really like is DiVincenzo. Um, He's still free. 6,600 on FanDuel, which is really cheap for him. Yeah, I love Drew over there on FanDuel. I like DiVincenzo on DraftKings at 51. I, I kind of like the cheap pieces here. Like, give me give me the cheap pieces like, um, you know, Auto these guys. 4,400 on FanDuel. Um, FanDuel's going to be <laughs> like a 2v2 tomorrow. Um Daniel Gafford, yeah. the minimum, of course, thirty five hundred. But I don't think Gafford is as safe as uh, as uh, as Porter. And Thad Young is thirty seven hundred on Fanduel. Yeah, I don't think Gafford's safe at all. For to be honest, um, 
he's a guy that could play 10 minutes um, in this game because he might have just been playing with Wendell Carter Jr. in foul trouble. So, like I said, pull up uh, court IQ. Definitely look into this game uh, more or uh, definitely check out the premium stuff here. I'm sure they will be talking about it. Chris Middleton here, maybe? Like, is this a game where he just kind of shoots lights out? Um, Not the best defense in the world. Faster-paced game. I could see Middleton over Giannis in this game and save some money. But I think Drew's the play. I think Drew's the play on DraftKings, too. I could see him at 6,600 doing having a really good game here, too. So, I don't know. I'm gonna definitely going to be looking at projections from Milwaukee because I want some pieces here. It's just trying to figure out who. Uh, moving on, we got Washington at uh, Minnesota. No total in this game. Westbrook's doubtful. It is a back-to-back for Washington. They said before Thursday's game that there's a good chance that he doesn't play on Friday. Uh, Okaji and Cat are out on the Minnesota side of things. Um, what are we looking at here on Washington? Well, I guess Raul Nato is going to be back in our lives. Uh, he should. He should probably play. 25 to 30 minutes and what should be an up-tempo game. So I think he's a guy we can consider. You know, Ish Smith is probably going to play some. I, I think NATO's the better play on this one. Uh, the guys, you know, I, I think he's going to be a fantastic option for us. Uh, another another value play to add into uh, the pool. The question, I think, is do we want to spend up on Bradley Beal today at 9,400, who's probably going to take all the shots he can handle? Now, this is a guy – who's taking, you know, pretty much 20 shots every game, 24, 29, 20, 19. Uh, this guy is going to be shooting the rock. Uh, and not only is Bradley Beal just shooting, uh, he does get some peripheral stats, four rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal, you know, seven rebounds, one game, five assists, one game. This guy is going to be involved. Uh, if they're going to win, I, I definitely think he's going to play a big part in it. And then last but not least, uh, Rui Hachimura is back. Not sure if he's going to play. Uh, tomorrow, play 25 minutes against Chicago, uh, put up about 30 fantasy points. Let's see if, if the second year of the sophomore Rui Hachimura uh, can, can get going and have some consistency here. And also with Westbrook sitting, David uh, Davies Bertans should be able to kind of get going. You know, him and uh, Bradley Beal were kind of a one-two punch last year. So let's look and see what he's going to do. But at 5,200, I think he's a guy we can consider as well. Hachimura, too. Um We'll have to kind of see if he plays on the back-to-back. Um, didn't see any reports, and I know it was an eye injury, but they said he was going to play around 20 minutes, and he ended up playing 25. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and Bertans. Like, they've been very careful with Bertans' minutes um, as well. So Washington is one that we have circled, kind of waiting to see some news here. But I think NATO is um, one of, if not the best value play on this slate. Um, like, I don't even want to think twice about him whatsoever in this spot. Um, I don't think I'll go ish. Um, you know, what is it? Denny, um, Adjavea. Um, I'm probably yeah, oh, saying yeah, Avija. Avija. Um, yeah. Avdia. One, one of the two. I think it's Avdia. Avdia tells you how many Washington games I've watched this year. Um, he might be someone that projects well in this game too. Um, he played 36 minutes against Orlando. I think that was the game that Westbrook sat, right? Wasn't that the second end of the back-to-back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. He played 36 minutes in that game. Even if he ends up more like 30 here with some of these other guys back, 
I, I watch this Washington news. The Washington news could open up a lot of value. That's actually really good because Minnesota is a team that like with cat out, like Minnesota plays pretty fast. Like they're ninth in pace to start the season. Uh, Washington's third. This is going to be a fast, non very good defensive game. Um, so I really like to watch the Washington news here. Me too, Stephen. And and the more this this slate is shaking up, it feels like I'm going to have to do some game stacks yeah. because it, it, there's so many games that you're like, Ugh, I like this game, or like, excuse me, I like that game, and this is another one. And I, I don't think I might be able to piece them together. Uh, I, I don't want to leave it to chance. I'm probably going to game stack a lot of these games we've talked about because I mean they, they all have have firework potential. A lot of games on the slate. Um, that could just absolutely go crazy. So um, you love it, man. You love it. Like you love slates like this where there's a lot of options, a lot of uh, ways to kind of do here. So um, Minnesota, man, I know that Nas Reed kind of burned a lot of us the other night. I needed 10 more points from Nas Reed to make five Steve, grand the other night. Um, Stevie, don't even talk about I mean, if, if Nas gets. I needed 10 points, t- Will. T- 10 points 10 to 15 grand. points, Stevie, and you go from you know, just, just making a little money to like making real money. Uh, you know, I was kind of checking, uh, in, in the big FanDuel tournament, I finished like 74th or whatever. I, I can't remember, but it was like pretty high. And I mean, hardly nobody in front of me had Nas. I, I checked almost every lineup and I had Nas locked in. So, you know, if Nas, like you said, man, 10 to 50 more points. And I mean, we, we're, we're, we're talking about some serious money here, but it is what it is. Uh, can't cry with spill milk. I'm going right back to the well. Yeah. And like he was seen on the bike. So I don't know if he was like banged up. Um, kind of stunk that he, I don't know, man. I, when it comes to Minnesota in this game, I know how much I'm going to end up on the Washington pieces. I, it, it might just be like, let's just play D'Angelo Russell and forget about it. Um, like he, is probably the best play from this team. I know like Malik Beasley, if he gets hot, he could potentially get there. Like Ricky Rubio could potentially get there, but I I feel like this is just play D'Angelo Russell, maybe play um, Nas Reed, maybe take a shot on the young Anthony Edwards, but like this is a D'Angelo Russell spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I will say this. I think Jared Culver in this spot at 4,100 against Washington is in play. It's just because it's the Washington game, and we know it's going to be high pace. We saw what happened in this uh, Chicago game. I think it's going to be something similar. So I I do like Jared Culver in this spot. In fact, you guys know I'm in the sports cards. Uh, I'm going to starstock.com right now, and I'm going to go ahead and buy me some Jared Culver to get ready for tomorrow. Just in case he has that big game, uh, I want to go ahead and, and make me some profits. But Jared Culver at 4,100, I, I do think uh, he's in play. Um, Anything else here from this one? Uh, no, I, th- I think I'm good to go. Phoenix at Denver. It's a back-to-back for Phoenix, so maybe Chris Paul is questionable. We'll have to kind of see. Um, what Phoenix is going to do here. Um, Jermichael Green is more on the questionable side, and Jamal Murray is probable on the Denver side. Uh, what do you like here for Phoenix? Yeah, I mean, when you look at Phoenix, so uh, 
and I was going to play these guys today, had to end up making some swaps because of the big uh, Toronto news. But Cam, Cam Johnson and, uh, and Mikael Bridges are two guys that I was kind of looking at for value. Um, not sure if I'm going to play them today. I, I do want to see what happens with Chris Paul. I, I'm not sure what's going on with Chris Paul's minutes. Like they're kind of these this mid to low 20s. And I really want to see Chris Paul play 32 minutes. Like I think if we get 32-minute Chris Paul, I'm really excited to play him. Uh, Phoenix has this really weird thing going on right now where they're kind of spreading the minutes out outside of maybe Devin Booker, who's got stable minutes. Uh, but the pr- production hasn't been there. A guy that has been playing pretty well has been Cameron Payne off the bench uh, at 4,400. He's another one of those cheap guys that I've had my eye on playing, you know, around 20 to 22 minutes and uh, has been producing uh, off the bench. I need to pull up court IQ and I'm going to do that right now. And let's just see what's happening because the way it looks, it looks like he's getting all this usage uh, off of the bench. And I, I want to check that I'm actually checking it live on the show. And, well, I'm wrong. He's only got a 19.2% usage rate, but he's averaging 1.17 fantasy points per minute right now. Uh, Is that going to continue? I don't know. But right now, it looks like they're content giving him 20 minutes. And if he's going to average 1.17 fantasy points per minute, he he actually is in play. So he's a guy that I would consider, uh, if not for so much of the other value that we have on the slate. Was that Johnson or Payne? That's Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Yeah, Johnson's pretty much the same. Same yeah. like these two guys off the bench have been fantastic for this team. Um, it's really added depth to like this Phoenix team, and you know, outside like that first game they played against Sacramento was like super close. But like this is a team that's three and one to start the season, and you know they looked really good in the bubble. Let's be honest, um, they they were a yes. team that kind of yes. they were the surprising team of the bubble in my opinion, and. I don't know. We'll have to kind of see um, how any news potentially shakes up here. I wouldn't be shocked. Like if Chris Paul ends up sitting on the second end of the back to back in this one, Um, like, I think that's what they should do. Um, Let's just be honest. I know like, that's not like Chris Paul style, but like they're playing well and winning games. Like don't, don't get any of these guys hurt um, this early in the season, but yeah, just gonna have to kind of watch the news. If Paul doesn't play, Payne becomes a fantastic play. Like he's he's borderline play right now. Um, Johnson's a borderline play right now. Dario Sarge came back. Um, you know, maybe he sits on the back to back, and that opens up a couple extra minutes. So just kind of pay attention to the Phoenix news here. On the Denver side of things, um, the most 2020 thing ever happened the other night when I liked Jokic and he actually had a good game. Um, so I think that <coughs> Jokic is having um a fantastic season what do you like here for denver yeah man Jokic has been i mean he's basically what we expected from luca uh i think this season what we've been expecting from uh Giannis. you know the consistent big upside you know game to game i think one of the things that that's really cool about Jokic. so first of all his his field goal percentage is through the roof right now Uh, 61% against Sacramento, 53% against the Clippers, 72% against Houston, 64% against Sacramento. Listen, folks, this is not going to continue. But what is going to continue is the rebound and assist numbers. 15 rebounds, 14 assists, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. This is who he is. 
and he's getting it done on pretty limited shot attempts, Stevie. Hasn't taken more than 20 shots, 18, 13, 11, and 14. The guy has been an animal. Looks like he wants to win a championship uh, uh, with the way he's playing right now. It's pretty much putting the team on his back and carrying them. Man, whenever Jamal Murray catches up, uh, they're going to have the one-two punch back that pretty much destroyed Worlds in the bubble. So uh, this is, you know, I, I think, I think Jokic is in play again. I, we haven't seen, uh, you know, uh, any type of real defensive presence from DeAndre Ayton. Jokic should have him for lunch. And at 10-6, he may, in fact, be the anchor that we need need to use uh, as a staple for our lineups in this spot. Pains me to say it, but I, I'm, with, I'm with you. Um, he's proved me wrong. I've taken my L. Um if he goes back to stinking, I'll go back to talking crap about him. But <laughs> like, he's he's just been fantastic. Like, I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I don't ever trust Michael Malone. I, I feel like maybe he's finally letting this team kind of have the potential that it needs to have. Like, Michael Porter Jr. the other night got 18 shot attempts up. Like, this team's going to be really good when this guy's shooting the ball as well as he is um, as well. But, like, I'm I'm iffy because like how much of that was Jamal Murray being out, um, and I think it, it's a lot. Honestly, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I don't think it's a lot. Like, you know, Monte Morris played fantastic with Jamal Murray out, so I don't know. Um, I well, like Jokic a lot. Let me say this: I I do think at some point PJ Dozier is going to get the Monte Morris minutes. I don't know when. I could be wrong. But I think he's their next kind of guy that's like, whoa, you know, we need to get this guy some more minutes. Even this season, his minutes are a lot more stable than they have been. I'm here to tell you, P.J. Dozier's got a lot more upside than Monty Morris. Just keep him in your back pocket. He's 3,500 right now, already playing minutes. If the right situation presents itself, if they're playing like a, you know, and this may be the spot, but P.J. Dozier, 3,500. Just, just, just keep him in your back pocket, Steve. I think he's a guy before the season is out, maybe getting twenty to twenty-five minutes, and Monty Morris may have the ten to fifteen-minute role. Um, I also want to just throw it out there that um, anybody that listened to the podcast yesterday, I was very wrong about Demarcus Cousins. Um, just saying, just letting you guys know. Um, oh man, I, I don't know. You really think that's going to happen with Dozier? Like it, it, you think it's just it's a matter of time. I, I so so PJ PJ is actually from my from my state, so I've kind of seen him play like you know high school college ball. I'm telling you right now, PJ Dozier's got way more upside than Monty Morris. Um, I'm, right. so my, my, what I'm saying is, at some point, I think they're just gonna have to say, okay, why are we playing Monty Morris more than PJ Dozier? And I like Monty. I'm not saying Monty's a bad player. I'm saying PJ Dozier's got the upside to really help this team explode. Like if they really gave him a role, uh, Will Barton may actually be holding PJ Dozier back because he's kind of their, you know, their other guy, and they've already got, um, uh, geez, the guy from uh, that played at uh, Missouri, Michael Carter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. But I'm, I'm telling you, like PJ Dozier's legit good, and and I think that's why they're starting to give him the minutes. Clippers at the Jazz, 226 total here. Uh, Clippers fair with two and a half. Uh, Morris is the only guy that we have on the injury report for the Clippers. It is a back-to-back for Utah. Um, that game just kind of got underway. So 
What are we looking at here on the Clippers side of things? Oh, Stevie. You know, the Clippers are a really weird team right now. Um, I, I want to keep playing Lou Williams because I feel like this price is too cheap. At 4900 I think I just know the upside that he has. So he's a guy I think I want to keep playing. Kawhi at 9200 I mean, it's such a fair price. It's just on this slate. Do I feel like Kawhi is going to be a – excuse me, a slate breaker? I just don't think so. I, I, I think I'd much rather play other guys. Uh, yeah, we can play some Batum, but I, I don't think I'm interested in the Clippers on this slate. Really at all, Stevie. Even Paul George. I just I, I don't I don't think I want to play any Clippers. Yeah. Um Lou Williams, maybe like forty nine hundred, but like even Lou Williams minutes are kind of all over the place. But here's the thing, Will. I think the, the hardest thing when you're looking at the Clippers this season is like, have they really played a competitive game to really can we really judge where Lou Williams is going to be at minutes wise? Like I don't know. Uh, you know, you look at it and you're like, could could he see 25? Like, I don't know. Who knows what Tyrone Lou is going to do with him? But Tyrone Lou is not going to play. Like, Ty, Ty Lou is not going to play Lou Williams 30 minutes in a blowout or a game that they're up. Um, like, if this game is competitive, Lou Williams probably plays 25 minutes at 4,900. And if he shoots the ball well, he'll he'll absolutely crush at that price. So I think the game against Utah has the potential to stay super close. I, I do worry a little bit about Utah being on a back-to-back. Um, but I do think, like, if you're taking some shots, I think Lou Williams is worth it. Outside of that, like, I don't love Paul George. I don't love Kawhi. Um, these guys are price-appropriate. Serge Ibaka is just not going to get the minutes to have that like 40 point ceiling right now. So I don't know, like Zubox not cheap enough. Like I don't hate what Ty Lue is doing here. It's just for DFS purposes. Like it's hard to trust any of these guys right now. And the game's not staying close or not helping. Um, anything on the Utah side that you like? Well, I, I think I like Rudy Gobert at 7,400. I, I think that's still a fair price for him. You know, a guy that's that's got 40-point upside. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell is today's uh, – is yesterday's or the previous podcast, DeMar DeRozan. Donovan Mitchell is 6,800. Now, no, Donovan Mitchell has not put up, you know, a 50-point game yet this season. But we, we've kind of hit that threshold where now you have to kind of start playing him because he's got 40, 50-point upside at 6,800. I, I think Donovan Mitchell is for sure probably going to be, you know, one of the core plays today, and, and he's got upside for more. 6,800 for Donovan Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Just to put that in the context, Mike, Mike Conley is 6,600. Uh, we, we know that Donovan Mitchell has a lot more consistent upside than Mike Conley. At 6,800, I, I definitely think he's, he's on our list today. He has to be. Um, I, I think Rudy Gobert has to be on the list. Like, yeah. as much as we love Serge and Zubak, like Gobert matches up really well with these guys. Um, he could, he could do his fifteen rebound, twenty point game here, and you know, get you forty five fantasy points at seventy four hundred, and nobody's going to complain about that. So, 
And, and Gobert is never popular. Never popular. Nobody likes playing Rudy Gobert. It's not sexy. He's not like a guy that's going to go out and get you 60 points, but like he is so good at like getting you like 40 to 45. Um, so just wanted to mention him. We finished the night with Portland at Golden State, 228 total. Portland favored by five. Collins Little are out. Trent is questionable. Chris and Pat, Chris is out. Pascal is questionable. Draymond is expected to make his debut for the season. Uh, what do you like here for Portland, Will? Man, so I saw something really interesting on Portland the other day. Uh, caught me off guard. Uh, obviously, I, I don't like the price. I, I really don't. But it caught me off guard. What if I told you C.J. McCollum was leading this team in usage and fantasy points per game? I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. If I told you that, would you believe me, Stevie? And I'm still not going to play him. Yeah, so, so I believe usage... you, but I, I I can't do it, buddy. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, the usage has caught up. So the other day there was a little bit more of a gap. CJ McCollum, 30% usage rate, averaging 1.29 fantasy points per minute. And Dame is at 30.2, averaging 1.07. So it has caught up. You know, there was a big gap the other day. Well, I don't want to say big, but, you know, I think Dame was at 25 or 26 or something like that. Uh, but I, I just I can't play, play pay the price. Uh, for CJ, uh, you know, Nurkic at 6,700 feels like the spot we can play him in. I, I wish he was getting 30 minutes. Things are just so spread out with these teams. I'm almost not interested in Portland either on this slate. And I should be because Golden State's one of the worst defensive teams we've seen this year. Draymond's coming back, so that's probably going to help them a whole lot. But I, 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 I just don't really see a piece that I really want to play that I feel better about than some of these other games. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. This game as a whole, like, I, I can't pay 8400 My brain has trained me not to pay 8400 for CJ McCollum. I don't play and CJ I know, at 7K bait hardly ever. So, like, he could easily get 50. I, I'm not saying that. Um, it's just, man, it's really hard to want to pay that price for him. Um, well, like, I mean, here's the thing, Stevie. And let's just, and I'm not trying to go too far back, but you've got CJ at 84, and then you've got Donovan Mitchell at 68. Like, like who, who are we going to play? I'm, I'm, I'm going to play Donovan Mitchell 100 times out of 100 in that scenario. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I can't do it. I, uh, like, if you want a contrarian build, do it. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing CJ McCollum at this price. So like, do it, take a shot. He, he has shown us that he is willing to put 30 shots up in a game this year. He's already shown us that. Um, and, and like they won that game. So like, how much can they really hate on him for doing that? He played 44 minutes in that game. So like, if you want to play him, I'm not going to talk you off of it. I actually think he's a fantastic contrarian play um i like robert covington uh you know i keep talking about this guy every single day he actually shot the ball he didn't shoot the ball a lot but he shot the ball better in that clippers game but the, like the game was just so ugly that like he didn't get his normal run if you think this game stays competitive which i think draymond being back this game does stay competitive um i think covington is definitely someone that's in play here um, I do worry about like Mello getting Covington minutes, but 
I think you could take a shot on Melo too if you wanted to in tournaments at 4,300. What do you like here for Golden State? Well, as we go over to the Warriors, I think one of the things I was looking at is what was going to be the price on Draymond when he came back. Now he's 6,100. I I think he's probably going to have, you know, some some type of a minutes limit. So I'm not really worried about it. Uh, Wiseman at 5,300. I feel like he's still playable at that price. Um, you know, I, I think he's got he's still got 30 to 35 point upside, so I don't hate playing him there. Um, you know, Steph at 96, I, I don't hate it. It's just, you know, I, I think KD's a better play. So that's kind of where I am. This game, honestly, we should be intrigued by this game, Stevie, because this game is going to be up and down affair with bad defense. But I, th- I guess my favorite play would be Andrew Wiggins at 6,900, and let's hope he can continue – uh, to play well and, 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 you know, get those 40 to 50 point performances because neither one of these teams are playing defense really well right now. Yeah. I don't know, man. If this game stays close, Curry could bust a slate, but I don't know. Um, I think Draymond being back is going to help Steph. So yes, this game, man, like this game has so much potential with a 228 total. It has so much potential being a standalone 1030 game. It, it has the potential to have pieces go crazy. Um, I don't know. Draymond at 61, assuming that he's going to play his normal minutes. Um, I don't know. I, I worry about him playing his full minutes. Um, but I think the guy on Golden State is like, I'm just taking shots on like Steph or Wiggins and hoping that one of them shoots lights out um, if if I'm playing like this game. So, I think you get super contrarian going like McCollum Wiggins and just hoping that like both of these wings just shoot the ball insane in this game and, you know, win you a tournament. Uh, Let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, Will, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Well, there are so many today, my friends, so many. Uh, But I already know that Russell Westbrook's going to be out. That's going to be Mr. Raul Nato. Uh, he's a guy I've got circled. I, I think he's going 7X for sure. Yeah, I had him written down just in case you didn't. Um, I was not going to forget about him in this one. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go Cam Reddish. Um, yep, I, I think, I like, like the news could fall in his direction. And, like, I could, I could see him even if Hunter plays, still playing 30 minutes and having that opportunity to get 6X or 7X. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Oh boy, it's a tough one. I, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm going LeBron at 10K, and he's been playing, you know, a, a lot better. But I think I think I'm going LeBron. A B C one two three. You and me, Giannis. <laughs> um, listen, like. I, I love Giannis. Um, I just – they're going to blow Chicago out of this game. I, I, like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat this. Like, Milwaukee's going to crush Chicago in this game. It's a back-to-back for Chicago. They're missing players. Like, Giannis does not see a lot of fourth-quarter minutes here, and he goes, like, 50 instead of 55. Um, he doesn't get 5X. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Giannis. Uh, who's your favorite 6X play on the slate? Ooh-wee. There are a lot of those too, Stevie. There are There's quite a bit. I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take a shot 
uh, on a guy that we liked earlier. Didn't quite work out. I'm going back to the well on Kyle Anderson against Charlotte. I, I, I think, you know, I think this is a good rebound spot. 6K. I think he can get it done. Going back to the well on Kyle Anderson. I like it. Um, I'm going to go back to the well on DeMar DeRozan. He's too cheap. Um, yeah, way too cheap. Too cheap. Um, just yeah, like let's get weird GPP play of the day. Will, uh, what are you looking at? Well, I, I don't think this guy's going to get a whole lot of ownership. I think he's going to get overlooked, uh, because you know, the, the, the tough matchup, and I'm not saying it's not a tough matchup. I'm, I'm going Jeremy Grant at 6,800. I, I think with no Blake, that, that gives him the platform he needs to get that 40, 50 point ceiling again. Uh, Jeremy Grant, ladies and gentlemen, 6,800. I like it. Um, I was trying to find somebody that I thought was going to be like low owned, and I'm struggling to find someone um, that I like a lot that's going to be low owned. So, uh, you know what? I, I don't think he'll be extremely popular here. Give me Rudy Gobert. He's I never like popular. It. Uh, any game game selection, anything standing out to you on DraftKings or FanDuel today um, to finish the the weekend or week off well, for us? I, I do. DraftKings has the the six hundred dollar Mega Six Man, one hundred and fifty k to first, one thousand one hundred eleven entries. Uh, you know, I think it's a pretty good little contest. You know, not as large of a field. Got got a chance at a pretty good you know six figure payday if you can nail it. Um, those are the type of contests I think we all sh- should should hop in on on most days outside of your single entry stuff. This gives you a much better shot, you know, in terms of the lower field. So that's one today I think is, is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, listen, the $40 single entry over there on DraftKings, the 60K one, um, the bigger one, it is very rare nowadays we see a tournament, especially a single entry tournament, pay 25% of the field. But this tournament's paying 25.2% of the field today. Um, 10K up top. So somebody's going to turn $40 into 10K. Super solid payout structure um, that's very top heavy, but pays really deep into the field too. So you could kind of build that like risky going forward all tournament lineup, and maybe one of your pieces don't hit and you still finish in the top 25%. So um you know chase that 10k like it, it's really solid um paying 25 percent of the field is fantastic um yeah. will any against the spread over under that you like here uh i think for me man let, let's go chicago milwaukee under if you think it's going to be a blowout then uh maybe it doesn't quite get there so let's take the under on that game i'm like so half tempted to take the over in the Brooklyn game again. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I don't know. Um, I got my streak on start side up to three. Kind of debating on, like, I took the over in the, the Rockets game um, on yesterday's pod. There's not, like, a lock and load game for me on this slate. But I think the one that, like, stands out to me the most in this on this slate is Charlotte minus two and a half. Um, I, I really kind of like that Charlotte minus two and a half um, line. I, I think that they could easily get the job done. 
um, at, at minus two and a half. I think it's going to move. I really think it's going to end closer to five. So if you're listening to the podcast, it opened at two and a half. Get it as fast as you can because I really think it's going to move. Uh, appreciate Monkey Knife Fight sponsoring the podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Uh, love what they're doing over there on Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, we'll be talking about them a lot uh, for playoff football. They they have a lot of stuff, but still like the one that we talked about yesterday, Sam Darnold and Cam Newton um, unders on that game. That's going to be super ugly. So make sure you guys check out Monkey Knife Fight if you haven't already. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good to go. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year, indeed. Appreciate you hanging out, Will. Appreciate everyone listening. Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you guys again on Monday.